Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Into the mic, Landon. Into the mic. That's why I have all these fancy microphones so people can hear us and it's just doesn't sound like you're talking like this all the time. Ha 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 ha. Right, Landon? That's right, Brent. God almighty, he blew my ears out. Well, <laughs> finally, maybe we've got him. Hey, this is the Dry Life Farmer Podcast, and I'm your host, Brent Carlson. And with me into the mic, as always, hopefully from now on, is our good buddy Landon. Landtoast. Hey, what? What's going on, Brent? I don't know. I'm hearing you pretty loud and clear now, though. But hey, we are glad that you're here. We're glad you're listening to the Dryline Farmer Podcast. This is episode number 40, although, like I said, I don't know why we number these things, but we do just for the fact that I guess I've heard other podcasts do it, so I guess I can copy one of the things out of the whole industry does. But hey, we're here. Today, we're talking... We've heard a lot in the news about statues and uh, people trying to tear them down. And uh, I've kind of gotten philosophical with it. I'm like, there's not one person in the entire world that probably doesn't deserve having their statue tore down at least once or twice a week. Because everybody in their world, everybody in the world at some point is a sorry SOB. Now, they're probably not sleeping with 10 different women and not no one of them is named their wife. But, you know, we can't all be superstars. But I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to do that anyway. But. Yeah, so today we're talking about those statues that haven't been tore down and probably are not even being considered. Well, guess what? We're considering them this week. We are considering statues that really need to come down. That's going to be our star segment this week in the Dryline Farmer podcast. And while you're listening, we know you're listening because we get the downloads. And when you download this thing, you need to go to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That's Google Play, Stitcher. SoundCloud and the big one, and hey, we're also on Facebook. Even though I think Landon's the only one that downloads it on Facebook, Landon, I don't know if anybody else does, but hey, you're gonna follow the big, the big Twitter handle. That's at Trader Brent. You can find the link every Wednesday morning when I drop this thing. And Landon, yours is no twit, Landon forty four. That's right, Landon. I didn't check the Twitter account lately. Have you been growing still, or is it still kind of on the level? Oh, I think I've. Still been getting some followers. Now, been getting a few. Bigger than my MySpace page, that's for sure. You know, I never got on MySpace. I I just kind of made space for other things in my life. You know, I checked mine. Oh, it's probably been a year ago, but it still exists. Do you still have that AOL email account? Uh, no, but I'm still <laughs> friends with Mike Leach. And, <laughs> and he still coaches at Tech. Yeah, well, we can only wish, but, you know, don't get us started there. So, yeah, we're all over the place. We're all over the media spectrum, and we're ecstatic that sooner than later... We'll be a part of the Ag Global Network. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to be doing my first ever being the interviewer. Now, when I'm going to interview Delaney Howe, she's going to give us all the lowdown on the Ag Global Network. She is the president of Ag News Daily. She uh, also heading up this brand new network of ag podcasts and whatever kind of podcast uh, Landon and I are doing. So we're going to be excited. That's in the near future. I'm going to get sit down with her, and we're going to talk all about kind of good stuff and uh 
We'll get it to you as soon as we can. So look forward to that. Uh, also, this week, we've got our regular uh, regular radar, Ricardo. He's back from his vacation. He's excited to be here. I don't know. He sounds a little too loose. Uh, maybe he needs to tighten up his game a little bit because even the I've already listened to the weather forecast, and it sounds somewhat, you know, it's not just terribly down through the lines. So he's kind of veering off the subject. And he's I don't know if Diego's going to be a permanent sidekick or not, but, uh, you know, he's, I don't know. And I'm not paying him. That's for damn sure. So we've got Radar Ricardo and our um and our sponsor there. I wanted to. There's two in the in the yellow pages. Even though I know people don't use yellow pages anymore, I wanted to call up the a hole statue removal services. But then Landon called uh, um called me and texted me and emailed me and I don't know he got on his MySpace page page and tried to send me a, a personal message. But he went with the Statue of Limitations removal services. So I went ahead and relented, and I called them up. And well, actually, somebody answered the phone. The a holes at a hole statue removal services. They nobody called me back, so I kind of had to put them to the side. So we're going to stick with them. They're going to be our sponsor this week, and um, yeah, you're going to like that. They're uh, really uh, pertinent to uh, the whole conversation we're having with. So this week at the farm got hot again. We're starting to actually turn sprinklers back on. I thought I made my last pass last week, but no. I guess when it gets ninety six and seven, you still even though that that's always the always the longest part of the year when you've been watering all summer long. I mean, all you want to do is shut off. Well, now you got to wait till that milk line in the corn gets you know what halfway down. But you want to have a full profile when you do that. And oh man, you're really trying to cheat. And well, maybe that's a third, maybe it's a half. And then some people freaking uh, some people freaking water to black layer. And I find that somewhat racist, but you know everybody can't be a wholesome liberal. But nonetheless, Landon, you're uh, what are you, you're doing food corn just like me? Which what stage are you at? You planted a little after me. Yeah, I'm at least two weeks behind you, Brent. So we still got two or three more weeks worth of watering. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm on my last pass. I know we are on a few farms, and uh, it looks pretty well. It looks pretty bad in places. We were Landon and I were talking before we started recording how we had to go out in the field, fix a few hoses, and uh, get a couple sprinklers unstuck, and. Man, you go through you go through part of the field and it looks like you're growing okra in a corn husk. And it's like the corn is tall and but like the ears shriveled up to nothing. I'm pretty sure I got a bad shot of mites that I didn't get taken care of. But then like three rows over, you've got freaking, you know, ears the size of three coffee cups stacked on top of each other. And I don't know why I use that simile, but whatever. They looked awesome. So I only I when I walked to the sprinkler that had the bad spot where it was stuck. When I walked through there, I didn't know what I was getting into, so I walked down the rows that were bad. Well, I didn't walk down those rows when I walked back to the four-wheeler. No, I walked down the good ones because, I mean, who who, who wants to drink that much cocaine at night? You know? And that's how I take it. So I take it white with a couple couple squares of sugar. But So anyway, I don't know. Corn crop's certainly not going to be above average. I'm hoping for an average year at best. Cotton, looking good. There's short cotton, but boy, there's bulls all over that plant. We're like, excited. I've never been excited about cotton harvest. The only reason I'm excited this early in the game, which is August, the third week of August, and you should never be excited about cotton until it's like ginned because you don't know because it can rain like a foot. And I mean, it won't do it this year. But anyway, it looks great. I mean, we didn't put much into us. It might be the moneymaker this year. It was obvious uh, for sure the money loser last year. It would have been a great year if it wasn't for that damn cotton. But that's uh, I've said that more than once. So, Landon, you've got what, corn, Milo? Milo's looking pretty decent. Milo looks pretty good so far. Which I mean, Milo's kind of like it's kind of like screwing up a what is it like screwing up a PB and J? It's pretty hard to do, isn't it? 
Oh, I can screw up a PB and J. Well, that's true. You probably could. At least you're talking into the mic. But you what? You spray for those sugarcane aphids already once. They get kind of sticky. Yeah, we sprayed for them once. It's sticky business. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we don't have to do it more than twice. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that. It's one of those diseases you really just can't wash off. You know. You know what that's all about, don't you, Landon? <laughs> yeah, because I've had what. Or just kidding. <laughs> that's the second, that's the second yeah. time I got crabs. <laughs> just, um, put, just put some icy hot on it and keep going. I don't know why Landon always lays spread eagle. I, I'll drive by his farm. He'll be laying spread eagle naked, just waiting for the plane to go over him like that's going to do something. <laughs> I just tell I me, mean, you would think you'd be sunburned by now, Landon, because you're bald and you're, I don't know if you were redheaded or light redheaded, but I bet you got some freckles where nobody wants to see, except maybe, I don't know, Kimmy. It's hard, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to remember what color hair I had. It's been over half my life since I've been bald. So. Yeah, well, you know, that's what happens when you live on that side of Hereford. But hey, we're getting long. We're gonna get into a radar, Ricardo. He's gonna give us a nice and easy, a nice and easy forecast. And who was it, Landon? We're doing um, statute of limitations, statue removal services. So all of that, and then the big segment, the statues that really need to come down on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Hello everyone, you not know me from the Big Lake Cattle Market in Big Lake, Texas. This here is Dan Lee, and I'm here to talk to you today about Statue of Limitations, Statue Removal Services. Yes sir, Bob. We're down here in Big Lake, Texas. We got all kinds of statues, and I don't know if you can tell right now, Brent, but if you listen to the background, we're in the middle of one of our hourly statue demolition services. Just listen to that crowd. Listen to our workers getting after it. Yeah, that does sound like a skill saw, but right here, it's a motorized handyman farmer's jack. That's right. We only use the best and the most man-killing pieces of equipment to tear down the statue of your choice. We either use a come-along with a really bent handle, or we use the all-famous handyman jack, where you crank it up, crank it up, and you might find a good surface. You might not find a good surface. It might slip and slide all over the place. And who knows if you've got that arm locked in position that's because as Landon will, he will allude to here shortly in this next segment, because this is a live read, Brandon, and I know following this episode, if y'all, fellers, can y'all keep it down just for a minute? Well, I don't guess they can hear me, Brandon. I tell you what, you got any any statue that, that offends you, we don't agree with it, but that's our business, because that's what we're here for. I've never in my life seen a group of people affected so much by something that never happened to them, isn't it? And I've never seen a group of people feel so guilty about something they never did. Isn't that amazing, Britt? But hey, hey, we don't agree with why you're doing it. We're just glad that you call us when you do it. Right now, they're tearing down a 200-year-old statue. Apparently, in 1800, some boy, he went to go ask for a wife's hand in marriage and didn't even have the common courtesy to bring a grain offering or an unblemished goat. Statute of Limitations Removal Services, we're here to serve you 24-7-365. Back to you, Brent. Hey, oh man, oh you, man, me too, man. I'm so relaxed, man. I don't even want to do this podcast, man. I don't, man. Hey, 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 hey. This is Radar Ricardo. Sorry about that, Brent. This is Radar Ricardo, the Dennis Rio, bringing you a Dragon Farmer podcast weather update. Oh man, I tell you what, I was just telling Diego over here, man. He's on my Isquiera, man. Man, I'm all relaxed, man. Hey, but you, Bato, you, you are relaxed. Oh man, I'm as pleased as a fish. Uh, me too, man. I please. Uh, man, I'm softer than a piece of taffy, Vato. You can stretch me like around the block. J- just for fun, Vato. Well, hey, 
you know, I got that. I got the forecast in you. I hope you got it in last week, and uh, you said didn't say nothing about it. And you know, my check got in the, my check got in the mail, so I guess you were all happy with it. But hey, this week looks like we're returning back to the the old ball and chain, Vato. That is hot and dry. The ball and the chain, Vato. You got one that's heavy and one that won't let you loose, Vato. Because hey, 97. Daddy's, hey, Vato, you better call and tell Jesus or God or something, Vato. Because, man, I tell you what, cabrón, man, is he's going to start forgetting that the summer ends, like, in September. And, I mean, that's, like, right around the corner. But, hey, nonetheless, Vato, that's why I'm here. I'm just here to give you the numbers. Ah, nah, nah. Anyway, Vato, where was I? Oh, yeah. 97, 96, 92, 91, 90. And then there's, like, an 89, Vato. In the, there, it's in your near future. But, hey, little chances of rain, man, here and there and everywhere. And, man, I just... I, I can't hardly get too serious, man. I'm so, I'm so relaxed. I thought, man, oh yeah, man. I, you can say what you want about Diego, man. The dude, he gives, he gives a pretty mission rub down, Bato. Hey, this big sponsor. It's what is your Bato? Oh yeah, I kind of like this one, man. A statue of limitations. I know it's statute, but I think it's a play on words or something, Bato. Hey, man, you call up these bandejas, man. Don't freaking pull down that that stupid statue that's offending you, Bato. I mean, I don't know why a statue offends you. It's just like concrete rock. This is Reynard Ricardo. Back to you. Well, thanks, Ricky, for that report once again. We're always excited that you get get those vacations off, but we're glad to have you back. Well, hey, let's get into it. We're talking the statues that really need to come down. Here we go. Now, if nobody can tell by the sound of our background noise, and we tried to ask him to keep it down to a low roar, but we're actually on location doing this segment of the Dryline Farmer podcast. Statues that really need to come down. And if you'll just take a, take a minute and listen to what we have to deal with. Please, today, get it through today. I mean, actually, we're not, they're not taking statues down. These people actually do this while they're putting in my countertops, but, you know. <laughs> and we even moved to the basement, and, I mean, still, listen. They've been chanting like this all freaking day, and they're not even Muslims. It's just a bunch of transgender Girl Scouts, but they're 19-year-old. They still hadn't gotten their last patch yet, so. But, I mean, I tell you what, though. They put in one hell of a concrete countertop, but. Anyway, so hopefully y'all can hear us over over that while we do our, our statue talk. So, number one, and this is going to be kind of our premier primetime target for statue. Could y'all keep it down? I don't know why they need a skill saw for countertops, but anyway. The first guy, and I don't know how many farmers this has killed, Landon. You, we were talking before we started recording how you already got busted up against uh, busted up with, on the arm from this thing. And if you're a farmer, you know, everybody knows what this is. The handyman jack. Or better, more commonly known as the Farmer Jack. Now, we did a little research on this. And we, uh, so what has this got to do with the statue? Well, it's the statue of the guy that invented the thing. Landon, what was this guy's name? Philip John Hera, Brent. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you talking so loud? (laughs) Because you can't hardly hear these people. (laughs) We're so sorry about this, Brent. (laughs) God almighty, did you see the Adam's apple on that one, Landon? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about this. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Philip. Okay, so he he invented or he established the Bloomfield Manufacturing Company, which is one of the oldest companies in the state of Indiana. 
and it's the parent company of the High Lift Jack Company and the Can't Slam Company. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and anyway, some of his earlier products, which I guess this is the only one we really want to talk about, is the Calamity Car Kit, which held supplies that a car owner of that era might need during a motoring trip. The kit contained a pail to hold gasoline, a siphon to transfer gasoline from another vehicle, probably, <laughs> a steel toe strap, a waterproof sheet to keep the driver clean while working under his car, because I guess cars sucked back then. <laughs> or maybe possibly... St- I, 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 are you done with the description? Because I'm pretty sure there's a shovel and a can of lime somewhere involved in this guy's trunk, yeah, in this car kit. <laughs> You're just some gray tape and... And a little bit of rope away from having the Calamity Car Rape Kit. Uh, yeah. Uh, and a pre- or the Calamity Car Kidnapping Kit. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not do rape jokes later. Yeah, let's. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure your statue is going to be coming down too. So, yeah. Uh, as we continue on, so after you get your Grand Theft Auto Kit from 1905, which I wouldn't think it'd be, the anti-theft protection on cars was probably pretty limited at that point in the game. I mean... It was either that or making a knot for your horse's, uh, you know, lead rope that uh, nobody could untie it because I don't doubt they had very good knives back then. So the Hylus predecessor was invented in 1905 and sold as the automatic combination tool. Now, why, what has this got to do with tearing this guy's statue down? Because he made the farmer's jack, and it's really the man killer, the farmer killer, because Landon, as I was saying earlier, you got freaking waylaid by this thing like two times in like a matter of five seconds. What were you lifting? I was lifting a disc. Yeah, I was just trying to get it unhooked from a tractor, and I was standing there fixing to pull the pin out and just got smoked right in the back of the arm twice. And I don't know how many stories I've heard of this thing breaking arms, breaking legs, literally killing people. Of course, I mean, once again, you look at the videos, or the not really the videos, because nobody that has video anymore uses these things, at least. I mean, Landon, some people actually use these things to change a sprinkler flat. I, I don't know what kind of faith they have, but I maybe I teach Sunday school, and I need to go to church more often to get that kind of faith, but... This piece of equipment, it's just like a four-foot-tall uh, rectangular bar. It's got slots all the way up it, and it's got like a water pump pump handle on it that's attached to the jack, and you just basically walk it up these holes, and uh, it's almost, if you've never ran it, it takes at least it takes me a year. It's kind of like trying to remember which side of a come-along you're supposed to put the tow, the, uh, tow rope through so it doesn't bind up, so you have to unthread it manually instead of... Pulling it, you know, pulling the handle parallel with the dill, and it slides all the way out real easily. I never can remember which end to do that, but that's how this farmer's jack is. Jacking it up's one thing, but when you've got to release that thing, that's when the angel of death shows up, or at least the angel of breaking all your freaking digits off. Because man, one wrong move, one slip, and this thing is coming after you like Nazis in the Blitzkrieg. It was awful. That's why I refuse to learn how to do it. If if something needs to be lifted, it's a floor jack, it's a forklift. Or it's a wheel loader because I don't trust. I damn sure know I'm not smart enough to run it, and I don't even. I don't know how the thing doesn't bend. You know when I mean these things. You got to look this stuff up. High lift. Anyway, this guy, if he's got a statue in Indiana somewhere, it's probably it's probably going to have to be lift. Somebody's going to lift it with a handyman jack, and they're going to kill themselves in the process. Not only if the statue were to fall on them, but the the, the jack is probably going to slip out from underneath it, or the arm's going to come down because you don't know how to use it, and it's going to cut your freaking left arm off. So yeah, this guy's this guy's um, statue doesn't need to be standing. I mean, look at what else this guy had. Quite the uh, I'm saying this is kind of dirty. I'm not making these up. He's got the high lift jack. He's got the handle all, the sliding lock, 
the tie-down system, the post popper, the can't slam hydraulic <laughs> gate door closer. I mean, this is like that uh, that uh, deal you see in the bathroom where it gives all the different positions for giving somebody the Heimlich. <laughs> it's got two men. One guy's got his one picture. He's got the guy's arms around the belly of the guy. And the other one's got him. <laughs> Bent over the table trying to Heimlich at him. And it, what does it say? Don't choke. Yeah, and give it, it the old bloke. And then at the end of it, it's got him going to the sizzler together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One guy's got his underwear in his pocket. <laughs> okay, enough of poor old uh, poor old Philip John Hera. He uh, he meant good, but uh, you know, all you know, with the uh, uh, road to hell is paved with good intentions. So What's we'll get. What's next, Brent? All right, Landon. The next, and this is kind of one of mine. I don't know, Landon. You you drive green. You drive red. What do you drive? I drive red. All right, that's what I drive. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know who the genius is that locates all the different air conditioning vents. At least in the uh, they had it right in the Magnums in the 7140s and in uh, all those old Magnums. But now they're getting these MXs, and they've got the freaking air vents located in the absolute dumbest positions you've ever seen. Now the majority of them are. All, all arranged all around the uh, what the steering column. They've got like two or three. They got two on either side of like the, the steering wheel column, and of course they're directly behind the steering wheel. And then they've got two that angle down that shoot at your what shins. And I don't know about you, Landon, but I get grumpy as hell when my shins start sweating. <laughs> And then you've got the vent. You've got that vent by the buddy seat. So in case your left ass cheek gets really hot, you can turn that one on. But the thing about it is, if you've got all the vents open, your air blowing pressure goes down to nothing. So you got to close all the ones off, um, other than the ones that are behind that steering wheel. So you got to tilt the steering wheel straight up if you're an auto steer. Landon, that's where it drives the tractor itself. Oh, neat. Anyway, so that's when the vents can actually hit you. Even though if you touch the windows, they're still like 4,000 degrees. But so I don't know who, what guy. At the, I'm sure he's a union guy. But if he's got a, if he's got a, where do they make those things? And uh, mo, I don't, not moly, that's deer. I don't know. Some are probably Saskatoon, don't you know? Anyway, I mean that guy. They need to go up there and get the handyman jack and shove it up his statue's butt if they do make orifices for statues. Knock that thing down like Saddam Hussein 2003, and. You know, it's I love the I love the Muslims that start beating on these statues with the with the uh, with the whole Muslim flip flop they got or whatever. And that's like the <laughs> that's like the ultimate sign of disrespect. You know, like when they threw that when they threw that <laughs> that pair of nines uh, kids at pr- uh, President Bush that time at the press conference there in Baghdad. But uh, anyway, so yeah, and that's that's another thing. Before we go any further, we we talk about statute of limitations, and yes, I know it's statute. It's a play on words. What the land and I looked it up. This, apparently, the statute of limitations, at least for like Antifa and all these nut job college kids that can't do anything besides roll up an empanada, even though I don't think you roll them up. The, apparently, there's no limit on how when it starts being offensive to have a statue. So I looked it up, and apparently, a statue is uh, there's a 200-year statute of limitations on a statue. So after 200 years, it's no longer racist. But apparently in America, after 200 years, it starts becoming racist, which is pretty interesting. And if it's a Muslim statue, it's got a 1,000 years on the knocking it over, and you can never not hit it with, you can never not hit it with the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> so we wanted to get that out of the way before we went any further. But yeah, so Case New Holland guy that's 
locating all the uh, designing all the locations for your air conditioning event. How about this? Why don't you put them in the ceiling and have it shoot right down on your head or your face or something like that instead of putting behind everything that can disperse it? Because I know the steering wheel doesn't get hot. So yeah, think about that next time, Union guy. Landon, talk about Grease Cert guy. He needs his ass whipped too and his statue taken down. Brent, sounds like you're going to sweat off some of that cankle fat. <laughs> All right. That was a long weekend. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Grease Cert guy. So, Oscar Zerkowitz. Immigrated uh, to uh, uh That's his name. Are you serious? <laughs> and when he, he, he immigrated to the United States and changed his name to Oscar Ulysses Zerk. Uh, that's, I would. And he was born in 1878. And at the time of his death in 1968, did he throw out a bearing he forgot to grease? <laughs> yeah, he got a he, he got a little hot. But it was estimated that 20 billion of these fittings have been manufactured, and only about four billion actually work. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, actually, or I love my favorite are the ones that break off and you can't get out of the end of your tube. Oh gosh. So yeah, why why does this guy's statue need to come down? Well, it's probably really not him. It's the guy that putting those zerks in places that are impossible to get to or easy to forget about. And it's probably the part sales team that actually locates the places because, or even the you know at least the bearing team because I love how they put a grease zerk on the bearing that you're supposed to be greasing. And there's absolutely no room for a feeler gauge in between the end of the grease zerk and the bearing, let alone room enough for the tip of your grease gun to get into to actually get a freaking you know, four squirts in, but I do, uh, the guy that needs a statue built for his, for his honor is the electric grease gun guy, because man, that pump action deal, man, that would wear a dude out. It was always, most of the time it was a two man job. One guy had to hold it square on the, you got to hold it square on the greaser. Then you got to put the bottle up against your leg to push the, you know, push against it with the lever. So now, man, it's just freaking, and I don't know, I don't know if there's gun control on this land, but it's fully automatic. You just have to hold the button down. But yeah, I mean, so let's see. We're putting them up next to a feeler. We're putting them next to bearings that you can't get to. And not only that, we're putting them in places that you'll never find. No paint, no arrows, no nothing. Even on the new ones today. So, uh, Landon, I know, you, I know you've missed one or two grease circs in your time, haven't you? Oh, gosh. I hate the ones you can't get to. But, Brent, speaking of keeping your zerk grease, Oscar was married four times, and not one time was a woman. At least half his age. Wow. So that's, that's I, one. That's I guess instead of greasing the parts, he was just trading them in for new ones, huh? <laughs> yeah. Apparently yeah. he couldn't find her Zerk spot. His, yeah. His, <laughs> his Zerk was, was getting a lot of a lot of grease in there, I guess. Either that or the, all, the wives always got tired of him saying, grease me, grease me during Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. You know, so that's, sometimes that's what gets your motor running, ladies. But I guess that yeah, didn't work for y'all. So, yeah, grease cert guy. Okay, Landon, now you wrote this one down. Who, now, number four here. Any weatherman ever. See, now, uh, once again, I have to come to their defense because they don't know. They're just shoot, They're just doing what the computers tell them. Why, why so hard on uh, Doppler Dave Oliver in Amarillo, Texas, or who's the guy, Al Roker, which he's, he's well, once again, he's one of those guys that look better fat. Now he's lost all that weight. Yeah, he, those guys are weird. Kind of like Reggie Ray from Varsity Blues. Anyway, <laughs> no, Billy you know, Radar, Radar Ricardo, he's okay. He, he does a good job, but you have I think to say any that. time that you put 100% chance of rain, I don't care if it's four days in the future or five days or whatever, 
If you're going to put a 100% chance of rain, you'd better get at least a tenth of rain. Well, and, that, and usually you do. You'll usually get a tenth of rain. And, you know, they're going to say they're right. So, But I don't know. I'm coming there to fence. What do you think is his say? So we got Al Roker, who is a Willard Scott. You know, he's always hitting on those 105-year-old girls or women giving, the, giving their old birthdays out to the national. I just hope these women aren't going to be part of the Me Too movement later on. Because <laughs> that, that doesn't feel right. Sounds kind of like Grease Shark, guy. Yeah, exactly. Number five and six, we're getting close, short on time, but the inventor of spam email, Landon, I definitely think that guy needs to be throwing uh, throw a few male enhancement emails towards his statue. Gary Thurick first Gary. sent the first spam emails in 1978. From To who? Who had email in 1978? Hundreds of the several hundred users on the ARPANET. And it was an advertisement for a presentation by Digital Equipment Corporation. Well, that, that advertising firm really had it nailed down, advertising to people that don't have a platform to receive it in yet. And even after the reaction was almost universally negative, for a long time there were no further instances until the early 1990s. <laughs> Thank God. I bet Viagra, I bet he's got stock in Viagra like you can't imagine. Okay, Landon, you, now you put here on the inventor of Baylor Twine. Now, Baylor Twine can fix a lot of things. Why take his statue down? Because I'm still picking up Baylor twine out of my field, and I haven't built anything in there in like seven years. <laughs> it's even better as the netting because it gets even caught up worse in your axles and your hubs and takes out bearings all the time. Of course, you're not going to cut it out. You just think you're going to run it out by the time you know you get done hauling hay. Oh, no, maybe it'll just tear that twine off of that bearing. It won't get into it. I'll just put more grease in it. Oh, wait, I can't get the end of the tube on the grease cert. <laughs> Okay, and Landon, we got to finish here. Now, this guy, I, I, I texted you this guy's name, and I cannot believe of all the movie quoters, you did not get this guy's name. Bud Kilmer. If you don't know it, Google it right now. Bud Kilmer, because at the end of Varsity Blues, they said, we would have taken his statue down, but it was too big or something like that. Yeah, too heavy to move. But I don't know if you want to take that one down, Brent. He had two state titles, 22 district championships, and, and he hated Bingville. And, <laughs> yeah, and he also made it all the way down the river in deliverance. So, you know, <laughs> you, know you got to hand it to him with him and freaking Burt Reynolds and Ned Beatty, man. You hear, I bet John Voight still hears banjos in his nightmares. Yeah, he's probably squealing like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, that's getting long. We've got to get out of here we hope you've enjoyed these statues that really need to come down because all these other statues coming down it's a bunch of bs so until next time we hope you enjoy this podcast we hope you keep listening and most of all please tell a friend and be looking for that interview with delaney howe that's at delaney howe 07 you're going to find her there on twitter she's the president of ag globe network ag global network and ag news daily so until next time landon thanks a lot and you everybody out there what side of the line are you on would y'all stop for five seconds? I gotta do the outro. The Jawline Farmer Podcast brought to you by... Stop it! Statue to limitation statue removal. We'll get it out of there with the handyman jack provided. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.